2: Hello, Herd. How are you? Kevin Goatee here, your old pal at Gutting the Sacred Cow. Boy, oh boy. We are now taking on a new franchise as Dan Bova from Entrepreneur.com has decided to attack Tom Cruise in the hallowed Mission Impossible franchise by going after Mission Impossible 1. Before we get to it, don't forget GuttingTheSacredCow.com, GuttingTheSacredCow at gmail.com if you wish to advertise with us and podcast, twitter give us a follow subscribe to us on youtube and just a little heads up i had some issues with my audio i couldn't figure out what the problem was don't worry future episodes we fixed it but for this episode i'm gonna sound like i'm in a in a box so sorry about that and without further ado dan bova taking on mission impossible This pen is Kevin Israel. Name that film. No idea. <laughs> Our guest today is Dan Bova. Dan, any idea <laughs> what film that is from? Wait, is
3: is that uh, uh, fucking the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio where he was? What's his oh, name? That,
4: is that Wolf of
3: Wall Street? Wolf of Wall Street, yeah.
2: It is no, it is not.
3: Oh, that's the only quote i know with a pen where he says try to sell me this pen
2: yeah Yeah. hey write me your name oh you you need a pen no that film is from a little film that you love kevin israel which i'm very surprised you not
4: get called liar liar (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's right i've listened to (laughs) a couple of your podcasts do you ever get the 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 quote (laughs) i'd say i'd say i'm about i'm about like one for three okay
3: i'm, I'm probably bad yeah it's about 33 percent ones there's usually yeah. a moment
4: of silence and then you're like
3: recently know. recently like the last four i've gotten and then this uh, now i'm on a now i'm on a, a losing streak
2: you have uh, no idea how hard that made me almost piss my pants the, I mean, dan is our first time guest at dan boba uh a friend of bill schultz and dan just comes on goes yeah I heard a few of your podcasts. Do you ever get a quote right? That was...
3: And I, that... I could say the gag is that I always just intentionally blow it, and that's just right, the running right, like the running right, gag, right. sure, but sure, it's sure, not. Sure. Yeah. That's <laughs> fucking hilarious.
2: Welcome to another episode of Cutting the Sacred Cow, where Kevin Israel does not get the quote. Today, Dan Bova has joined us. Dan, what are you up to? Tell the fine folks what, uh, where we can find you what you're up to and all that good stuff.
4: Oh, I'm uh, over at entrepreneur.com, which sounds boring, but it's not. Uh, I get to talk to people like you guys who are like doing all kinds of cool stuff. Maybe you'll even be on my podcast, which is called Get a Real Job, where I talk to people who do all kinds of fun, weird things, which I think you guys kind of do.
2: We do. uh, Our day jobs are corporate America, which really are fucking shit. But (laughs) Kevin likes his. I don't like mine.
3: But yeah, we I, I don't really work in corporate America, but I do work in an office. So oh, there's that. So okay. you do work out. Look at those guns. Well, you know, yeah, it's, it's been
2: it's been it's a, good, uh, show, a good show. No it's, go. It's been a good winter. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Dan has chosen a film that I'm surprised no one has tried tackling, or at least one of the other of the franchise, and that is 1996's Mission Impossible. A budget of eighty million dollars a box office gross of 176 million dollars turn that into 2022 money 145.3 million dollar budget that is a lot
3: yeah that's huge <laughs> we're
2: almost at Marvel money there kevin yeah. and Joe, for the budget and, wow. a, and a box office haul of 319.6 in today's money so it made money but it did it only made, oh, only, yeah. only, made only made double its uh, its ROI which i'm surprised because Everyone loved this. Well, did it's they? amazing or, that there were, were there were seven more. <laughs> uh, there are there are seven with two forthcoming. She's, that's amazing. IMDb, as we know, is a scale one through ten with decimal points. Hey, Dan, what do you think that Mission Impossible scored on that IMDb scale?
4: Oh man, uh, I'm gonna tip my tip my whatever you tip when you're giving away a waiter about a movie that. Uh, uh, I'm going to say, uh, uh, since so many people, I'm going to go like, like 6.7 Kevin
2: Israel.
3: No, I think it's, I think it's definitely higher than that. I'm going to go eight, three, seven, one, uh, does I uh, win? Um, <laughs> yes, you win. Yeah. you're close.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> your trophy you is get, in the mail. You, oh, get, awesome.
2: you get to have us on your podcast. That's what you win. Beautiful. <laughs> Ron, <laughs> Ron tomatoes score one through 100. Critics score, Kevin Israel. What do you think the critics gave this film?
3: 80 flat.
4: 80. Dan Bova. I'm going to go critics. I don't think they loved it. I'm going to go 70. 66. Yeah, you know what? As soon as I said 80,
3: I was like, that's the wrong guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm All- saying so wrong.
2: Audience score, Dan Bova. What do you think the audience gave it on the old tomato meter?
4: So I think the 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 people, the commoners, the stupid people, liked it more than the critics. So I'm going to say the uh, seventy nine.
3: Kevin Israel. Yeah, I'm going to go back up. I'm going to go eighty three. Seventy one. <sighs> why do there? Why are there eight of these movies? <laughs>
2: I I have my answer. Here you go. Because they made money. (laughs) Yes, but I I have my answer. I have my answer in my notes. Quotes, there aren't many. I have one. I have one. I have one, and this irked me. Asta lasagna, don't get any Anya. My question. My question is: I know which elementary school playground did this writer lift that from? <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck says that? No um, one ever. Oh, oh, Kevin, no. any, qu-
3: any quotes come out? You know, it's funny because I was taking notes as I was watching it, and then like the movie ended, and I was like, I didn't write down a si- like. Usually, like they'll say something, I'll be like, Oh, there's one. I, by the the movie ended and i was like there was nothing quotable in
2: this movie i, I really love
3: the, the obvious
2: one of course but let's see if dan has one for us oh right? i know yeah, yeah yeah right
4: well uh i mean there there's the obvious one the quote should have been wait you're really the bad guy that should have been the quote <laughs> in the movie which uh, happens like 13 times in the movie uh This mission, should you choose to accept it, is that the is it the acceptable portion? Sure,
2: that's we'll go with that. Five fun facts. 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 facts, facts, Five fun facts. While filming the famous scene where Tom Cruise drops from the ceiling and hovers inches above the ground, Cruise's head kept hitting the floor until he got the idea. To put coins in his shoes for balance. so
3: <laughs> And it only needed to be two dimes, a nickel, and a penny because he weighs 18 pounds. I was going
2: to say, and although those coins in his shoes, he's managed to reach the greatest heights of five foot five and a
4: half. <laughs> hey, that's not funny. Sure it is.
2: If you're 12 years old, like, maybe I'll get older and get taller. Yeah, some of us <laughs> don't. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise and Muggsy Bogues and a lot of women.
4: Can I just say, implore the producers to release the the cut of his head bonking into the floor? Like, how <laughs> fucking amazing would that be? And
2: as per our rule in this podcast, if you want to release bloopers, they must be accompanied with the score of Yakety Sax. That's my. <laughs> yes. But that my- see,
3: he was in um uh the Mummy and. There's a scene where he's supposed to be in a plane that's crashing. And when they released the first trailer, something got fucked up, and they released it with the audio that wasn't doctored and it's just him like yelling as himself but there's no other noise and it's him just going ah, uh, uh, uh. it's so horrible and they had to immediately pull the trailer and and reach the
4: uh, that's beautiful oh
2: that's that also great. sounds like I think what Kevin Israel's orgasm sound like as well
3: no it's just I'm sorry
2: <laughs> oh god already
3: <laughs> again yeah <laughs> American pie uh, number
2: number two this one there are a few fun facts in here i really got a kick out of this one number two this is the only mission impossible film where ethan hunt doesn't fire a gun and are the only one not to have a shootout or a gunfight
3: that's in my notes
2: (laughs) oh number three this has to be the motherfucker of all fun facts this was the last movie ever released by a major studio to be distributed on Betamax,
4: <laughs> ninety six guys, nineteen ninety six. I don't even know what Betamax, Betamax looks like. Well, did, uh, I was wondering, is that what when you know when, he, when the the stewardess is coming around with the movies? Did she were oh, those Betamax? No, beta?
2: no, 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 no. Betamax were bigger than VHS, guys. Yeah, Betamax, that's, yeah, that's Betamax were, uh, like a, were like a, were like a, like a, like a large, real large paperback, or even like a, a Bible. You know, (laughs) right, right. number four, according to Martin Landau, by the way, in the original TV series, in an earlier treatment, the original plan was to bring back the entire cast of
4: the television series just to kill them all off in the first act.
3: (laughs) That would have been they should have done that.
4: They should have done that. And why wouldn't he want to do that? He'd get paid for like three days of work. I mean, three. How about
3: one? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. True.
2: (laughs) Want to take a guess? This is your this is your wheelhouse. Kevin Israel. Want to take a guess on who was considered for the role of Ethan Hunt and then also for Jim Phelps. The number of one, two, three, four, five, six. Six guys for Ethan Hunt. I'll give clues, of course. One, two, three, four. Wait, one, two, three, four. Sorry, right. One, two, three, four, five, six. Four out of the six, actually, five out of the six. Or mega stars?
3: Well, let's see: Stallone, no; Schwarzenegger, no; Mel Gibson, one. You can't have a fucking jacked up Ethan Hunt character. Uh, Bruce Willis, two. Um, just going through all the. Uh, what's his name? Keanu. Was Keanu old enough at that point? Keanu yeah, Reeves.
2: He, I mean, he did three years later was the Matrix, so old enough, but no, not
3: in it. Um. What other what other action stars were? There? I'll give not you a like interview. a Go ahead. not like a Pacino or something like that. I hope. Well, was, he was he was
2: considered he was considered for the role of Jim Phelps. So yeah, that, I could see I could see that. Right. Two. Mm-hmm. So so the other three. Let's one was an action star, two yeah two are action stars and one not at all. I don't get it. Seagal? Uh, no, I wish. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Too much, too much. Do you think Brian De Palma would put Steven Seagal in any of his films? Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Um, Ray Fine was the one that I'm like, what? Ray Fine? No, thank
3: you. Nicholas Cage. Oh yeah, uh, that's um yeah, that's that would have been a very different movie. Ready? Your mission <laughs> <laughs> should you choose to accept it, where he
2: shakes his hand. That's my gone in 60 seconds move. And Uh, this guy turned down the role because he wanted to work on the film One Fine Day, George Clooney.
4: Now I read Uh, another guy that you didn't mention.
2: I there's one more.
4: Oh, okay.
2: This This guy, guy, this guy had a late 90s resurgence, John Travolta.
4: I heard an even different guy. Okay, share with us. In the Steven Seagal wheelhouse. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. Yeah! <laughs> now, imagine a world where he was, you know, let's go. Jean-Claude turned it down, so now we'll go to Tom Cruise. Like, that's the world we lived in. I got.
2: <laughs> Jean-Claude said, I can't do this film because I'm too busy making Double Team
3: with Dennis Rodman.
4: Right, exactly. <laughs>
3: Kevin, you're was muted. double team was double team the one where he has the, the twin? No, that's double impact. That movie has the creepiest sex scene of all time.
2: <laughs> I love it. All right, so for Jim Phelps, they like said Pacino is one. The other two are, I mean, the, the, they're Hollywood fucking royalty.
3: Jack Nicholson.
2: No. Yeah. But the, but but that vein, for sure. Any guesses?
3: Nah, no, I got nothing.
2: I think this came out the same year, so it might have been why he said no. Robert Redford also did Sneakers, a spy sure. film. He would have been, yeah. fu- he would have been great. Yeah, yeah he would have been great. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Michael Douglas, he would have. I, yeah, he would have been good too. I want to eat your pussy, but I don't want to get HPV. So thank you. <laughs> 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 So Pacino, Douglas, and Redford for Jim Phelps, Clooney, Bruce Willis, Travolta, Cage, Ray Fine, Mel Gibson for which the role. Everybody
3: in Hollywood got offered this movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Except Will Smith and any other, you know, black people, I guess, <laughs> which whatever. <laughs> Next. Uh, that's it for five fun facts. And uh, well, Kevin Israel, Dan is, again, I'm very curious to hear his arguments. So why, why keep this man waiting? So let's have Dan come here and. Guts the, the sacred, sacred cow. cow
4: Wow, that was great, guys. Yeah. That was a bad one. That was a bad one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Fix it in post. <laughs> Whoops.
4: <laughs> well, I just want to start by saying asking one question, which is who the hell am I? I've never made a big billion dollar action franchise so and I don't hate anything except maybe Bill Schultz but (laughs) he wins that's that episode over (laughs) Dan didn't come on to gut Mission Impossible
3: he came on to gut the sacred Schultz
4: Yeah, exactly
3: (laughs) it's hilarious
4: this movie to me so I learned that there were five writers on this movie which comes as a shock to no one who has seen it Because it's kind of like it's kind of like that Little Rascals episode where they bake the cake and throwing all this weird stuff in it. You know what I'm talking about? There's like a shoe, (laughs) and a a mousetrap, and there's all kinds of interesting things in it. But it comes together into like a kind of disgusting cake. Like it just doesn't doesn't make a cake. So this this movie has some incredible iconic moments. But the plot is just like, what what is happening? Uh, it's got what I call B, B-S-P-T, bullshit plot twists. There's just plot twists to have plot twists. Um, right out of the gate in the, in the, in the first like introduction of all these people, they're like conning this guy into, uh, giving them some information. He's in the seedy hotel room and Tom Cruise comes in and he's, he's got the mask on and he tricks him into speaking, but, Then he rips off his mask and uh, reveals himself to be Tom Cruise with perfectly coiffed hair. Um, And not only does it rip off the mask, then the walls of the hotel room pull away and they're really in the middle of a a warehouse, which makes like, what did the guy think he was walking into? And why does that why does that mean anything? It was just like a plot twist just because, oh, look, that was fun. Um, And what I love what we were talking about the, the VHS tape, what I love about this movie so much of it is, is it's so in the nineties. So it's kind of fun to watch like what their idea of like high tech was. And so, uh and it's definitely pre nine 11 because they, they hand them a tape with the mission and then it like explodes on the plane and no one like blinks and that's fine. Um, but the most, there's a lot of implausible moments in this movie, but Really, to me, the most implausible moment is in the initial team meeting where they're we're just getting to know them, and Tom Cruise is trying to act like a human being, and he's making a joke about how bad the coffee is and he and he's he's got that crazy like tom Cruise energy he's like yeah this this coffee's terrible. can we get some good coffee? Am I right? You know his eyes are like Flashing and he's just like so over the top about it. So Tom Cruise is a great action star, but like not really a human. Um, (laughs) I (laughs) There's there's just a lot of dumb things like Emilio Estevez, who has an uncredited role in this. um, But God bless him. He's got that amazing quote that you gave earlier. But uh, he's hacking from inside this uh, party. But for some reason, he's doing it on top of an elevator. I don't really know why he had to be on top of the elevator. I know he's <laughs> hacking things, but he's on top of the elevator. That's Would where you... the computer stuff was. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I, I do I do need to preface this that I'm not the brightest person in the world, and there's a lot of twists and turns, so maybe there's just stuff I didn't get. But this elevator shaft also has these spikes that come down for some reason, as I guess all elevator shafts do. And he eventually meets his doom. And I'm sorry if I'm spoiling things for people. (laughs) Uh, We're we're way
3: past spoilers.
2: 26 after (laughs) 26 years after the fact, I think it's open uh, open season.
4: Okay. All right. Public domain. Um, (laughs) One of the things that, uh, so one of the things that I liked initially is that he's not like a superhero, like Tom Cruise, like fails at things. He, he can't get to everywhere he needs to be in time. Um, But there's all these like, you know, that initial like Prague uh, bombs going off and all that kind of stuff. And then he's he's seen as the enemy. He kind of like sort of escapes from things. And then he just kind of like walks away like the police are coming to get him. And then he like jumps over a fence. And then that's it. He's like he's in the clear. (laughs) Now he just like walks down the street and no one bothers him. And he goes to this place where there's the world's biggest fish tank on Earth. (laughs) Um, and he explodes (laughs) and floods like the entire city of Prague from this one, uh, from this one fish tank, uh, which I thought was pretty, pretty amazing. Um, Some other implausible things he's like, he's kicked out of the IMF, but yet he still has access to like their database and he's still like sending emails from them, which I loved, like all the, the animations of like, Oh, you (laughs) son of a bitch. (laughs) bitch. (laughs) So, so beautiful. Um, Then, you know, he goes to see the, Oh, you know, I I failed to mention that the knock list, that's what the whole thing is about, which, I failed to mention it because it seems so unimportant uh, to the whole movie, which I think is a big failure of the movie is like, you don't even know why they care so much because they've got a list of all the spies aliases, but they don't have the list of their real names. But if you've got the list of their aliases, don't you know who they are? Like the the spies aren't walking around with his real name he's walking around with his alias. So you kind of know who he is anyway. So I didn't really understand that. Um but let's jump ahead to the iconic vault break-in scene, yes. which is truly iconic, uh, super cool. I'll give it that. But there's some problems with it. Uh, they kind of explain uh, how delicate all of the um, all the features in it. Uh, a drop of sweat will set off detectors. If it go, if the temperature goes up a single degree, you know, uh, all of the security will come charging in. So then we see the guy, uh, the sort of bureaucrat guy who keeps wandering in and out of there for some reason. He like goes through all the security members, sits down, and then he's like, Oh, it's my coffee break. And he gets back up. But she then poisoned him. She she puts something in his drink. You didn't see that? But well, but he goes in first. He sits down, puts his newspaper down, and then he like looks at his watch and it says, Oh, it's my lunch break, and then he walks back out. So then he comes back in, as you say, he's poisoned. And he pukes his guts out and no alarms or anything go off. Uh, You know, if there's a drop of sweat, there'll be alarms going off. But he can like puke his guts out several times into a trash can. No big deal. Wait, he's in the
3: bathroom when he's doing that. He's in the same office. No, he, he, he threw first, up in there. He threw up he in the up vault. In- No, 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 no. The
2: measures are activated when he checks out of the door. That's why none of that shit mattered because that happened because he, when you laugh, when everything goes red, that's when the security measures are turned on. When he's in there he can do whatever the fuck he wants
4: to do. Okay, all right. So I stand by. Uh, I'm going to use my idiot card there. I uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I pick love up the nerd
3: glasses goatee just put on. He's like, actually, sir. Um, <laughs> I everybody it, knows that we're 13
2: volts. <laughs> I had the I had the manual right here, guys. I know exactly <laughs> what the levels of it set off the the uh, the alarms or not. The Colossus
3: 79 is known to be sensitive <laughs> only when its user is exterior. <laughs> that's the name of my pocket pussy how did you know
4: (laughs) my question is it's got all these safety features except a video camera there's no way to see into this vault to see a a man hanging from the ceiling but uh it's got every other way to detect that a human being is in there except the thing that's in every like bodega in america which is (laughs) a camera attached to the wall so uh fine um all right, so let's jump ahead a little bit again. So uh, Jean Reno, is that how you say his name?
2: Jean G- uh, Reno, as we say in America.
4: Gene <laughs> Reno. Okay. Jean Reno, Jean Reno, yeah. <laughs> so he turns out to be a bad guy, but we didn't know that. Uh, and then <laughs> Tom Cruise, like, there's a scene where he sort of turns into David Blaine for a second, and he's making like the 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 disc that they just stole. He keeps making it disappear, <laughs> doing all these magic acts, and like if. If Gene Reno was uh, <laughs> the bad guy, why didn't he just shoot him? Like, did he think he really like made the disc disappear? He's like just like doing sleight of hand tricks. He's in the room with them. Just shoot him and take the disc. But he's like, no, I'm going to use a helicopter to steal this off a train later. That's going to be the better way to do this rather than just shoot the guy who's standing three feet away from me. <laughs> uh, you know. I love the the masks in this movie. Uh, simultaneously, the greatest and worst technology on earth. They they look so terrible, but yet they move perfectly with his face, and somehow are so perfectly easy to remove. And as I said, Cruz's beautiful hair is every every strand is in place uh so i kind of love if that If you
2: think the mask and I, and again I, this is not part of your argument i'm just saying this is an aside if you think the masks are off the wall here wait so you get to the later installments of this franchise
4: well kevin this was a one and done for me i know that <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure if you're detecting that. i wasn't uh i wasn't a huge huge fan of it You
3: don't
4: Um, say, I I mean, I I don't want to I don't want to bore you and keep going on and on. But I feel like uh, so. So the helicopter in the tunnel, I thought was I mean, it was cool. It was a visual thing. It was fun to watch. But I just love how he plants a bomb on it uh, that manages to kill everyone. But he knows it's going to blow him with force so he could catch on to the speeding train uh a little in impo- mission implausible i would really <laughs> okay uh anything else that i have to say i i just i i, I want to know what you thought um I-, I i i thought there as i said i thought there were moments of fun uh but it really just seemed like, and it turns out this was true. It seemed like they had a couple of ideas for some like action sequences and then just tried to stitch it together and there was zero plot. So Tom Cruise, I'm sorry, you never work in this town again. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, give me a number one to 10. Uh, with one being the lowest?
2: Yes, that's usually one to 10 scores do
4: go. All right, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with a three whoa that's amazing that's some hatred kevin we forgot to do our favorite subject
2: or topic excuse me that is ask a gutter
3: i didn't want to interrupt you you were really on a roll with the whole
2: (laughs) yeah i i I forgot the second point in i go oh shit i didn't put them on my my list here so dan this is where our guests and you see you saw us on twitter today where we ask our guests uh, have us ask you questions about your choice of film Ask a gutter, ask a gutter, ask a gutter, ask a gutter. So, uh, let's start off with At Newark Knight Brandon Oglesby. For Mission Impossible, has the franchise gotten better or worse over the years? Uh, he, that's, a no, that's an N-A, because Dan says he's one and done. If you've seen the original shows, what was better, Mission Impossible or I
4: Spy? Oh. I mean, the original show, the Mission Impossible was great. I mean, I, I love I love uh, I love I can suspend disbelief. And I actually like the fact, as I said, that he wasn't until the end turned into like some unkillable superhero that can always thwart everything that's in his way that he actually like fails once or twice. Because once you turn into like a fast 5000 person and you can jump out of a helicopter into a garbage truck onto a, a submarine it's just kind of like there's no there's no suspense at all like they're just always going to win vin, so, there, vin, vin, just vin Diesel just wrote that down, down. Yeah. yeah somewhere vin diesel heard you say that and was like
3: that's a great idea we're doing that next <laughs> patent pending family
2: <laughs> next question uh, more of a statement at Re- almighty ray Ray the canis our pal now, Mission Impossible, I watch it, and that just straight-up fucks. Sounds like another buzzsaw to me. So he thinks you're going to be uh, eating uh, the wrong end of a woodchipper. Uh, at Lord Snertz, here's my question. Uh, Mission Impossible, the film franchise that secretly tracks laptop advances across decades, would you feel safe storing explosive uh, gum in your pocket
4: with foil <laughs> only? <laughs> I, I uh, No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, do that. Um, You know, one other thing. Sorry. The one other plot point that I thought was kind of hilarious is that they go through all this trouble for for Max. I think her name was to get this disc and they and she gets it and then she just (laughs) like hangs on to it and and waits for for Ethan to show up. And he's like, "Uh, have you looked at it yet? And she's like, no, we'll get to it. You know, we've gone through all this pain and expense of getting this and then it's like no we'll do that later anyway sorry keep with the questions
2: yeah shiny new toy can't be bothered now i'm gonna enjoy my channel ride
3: yeah exactly
2: (laughs) uh is that all for ask a gutter yeah it wasn't that a lot of more other questions for batman but okay
3: yeah i feel like the batman batman was gonna draw some more questions
2: (laughs) yeah so that's it for ask a gutter so you got off light. Kevin, you know me and you know how I do. i tell you what, me and JL call Then probably have to be the two biggest Tom Cruise action fans. So let me take this motherfucker first. Go for it. Before we do, let's talk about our favorite sponsor right now, Athletic Greens. Just had some not even 30 minutes ago with the little dinner. Athletic Greens, you know, we talk about them all the time. We love them. Why? We take them every day to improve gut health, keto friendly. Vegan, dairy-free, paleo, less than a gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything while tasting good. And that is Kevin Israel's favorite reason why he loves Athletic Greens. Is that correct?
3: Mm -mm. Yeah, supplements typically taste like crap. Athletic Greens actually taste good and they work. So, I mean, that's it. What more do you need? Tastes good and it's effective.
2: Guys, tax season is here. If you don't owe money, well, guess what? Use that tax refund because athletic greens cost less less than $3 a day you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your coffee habit 7000 five star reviews and of course don't forget don't try don't try making your own supplements at home because the creator of athletic greens tried you know finding all these supplements and making this on his own cost them $100 a day to do it you're getting it for less than $3 a day, and also they're charitable. Athletic Greens in 2020 donated over 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020. So great product, and they're charitable. What can go wrong? Nothing, because you know why? They're giving you five free travel packs with your first purchase and a year's supply of immune-supporting vitamin D when you go to athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. That's athleticgreens.com slash GTSC notes the Mission Impossible movies love using masks in every installment I would love to be able to use masks on an everyday situation for example one day I would dress up as a record executive and tell Cardi B she's getting a a five record contract for 500 million apiece but then surprise I suck her into a remedial English course instead Her her language and linguistic skills are worse, worse than Revenge of the Nerds 2 and Caddyshack 2, just to give you an idea. (laughs) Is this the last movie Emilio Estevez has been in? Uh, I miss him dearly. We need men at work, too, is what I'm trying to tell you. (laughs) Jim Phelps' wife, I know you thought this, is a hybrid of a poor man's Angelina Jolie and Claire Forlani. Hmm. I knew it. I knew he get a nod or two. <laughs> Emil Estevez couldn't lay down when he's going to have before he met his impending doom. Instead of say "ah" for an for an entree of spikes in the above the elevator, did we, couldn't you pretend to lay down instead so of stand there like Austin, <laughs> like the garden Austin Powers when the fucking uh, steamroller came at him at two and a half miles an hour? <laughs> Jesus Christ! No one bought that
4: did you buy that she was sorry to go back but don't say it don't say it oh all right never mind (laughs) you know i'm gonna get to it or kevin
2: wants to get to it he's gonna get excited (laughs) two people two people survive after still standing after being stabbed they must have the strongest cores i've ever seen in human beings ever I would love to blow up a restaurant as I make my exit from it. $35 for rigatoni, vodka sauce, and scallops. No need to do a one-star Yelp review. Kaboom! <laughs> Remember how novel an idea it was to send an email in the mid to late 90s? Fancy animation and shit.
3: <laughs> now you can do it while taking a dump. Yeah, I love that the animation was a letter like being sent. Like now, if a kid saw that, they'd be like, what is that supposed to, how does that, what is that thing even? (laughs) And why did it take two and a half minutes to do it?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember, I've seen hackers, it's a guilty pleasure when they're talking about uh, Angelina Jolie's computer and they go, she got the new computer, it's now a twenty-eight-eight modem. I go, oh my God. <laughs> I've seen a K car go faster in reverse. <laughs> Ving Rhames looks the same now as he does 25 years ago. The motherfucker does not age. And boy, oh, ooh, It sure doesn't. How great of an idea is it to have a fountain pen squirt a laxative or something into uh, someone's next to you's drink? Next chatty asshole at a corporate America meeting is going to suddenly duck walk away very quickly if he's too verbose. When it's the uh, anything else part of the meeting? No, shut the fuck up so we can go. <laughs> Shit it all you want to. I love when they lower him to that in that computer room. That is iconic and the centerpiece of this film. Perfect tension. Well executed. Nothing like having to ru- having to rush through three levels, three levels of security just to go spray some diarrhea into a work bathroom. So <laughs> by, by, that, by that logic, taking a job at the White House or Pentagon is not in my near future. <laughs> did you see how easily Tom Cruise did make that disc disappear? And that, by the way, that was not, those were not camera tricks. That was all legit slate of hand. No wonder he had us fooled with his alleged sexuality.
3: Could you imagine whoever he was dating at that point? He just had to keep doing that trick and be like, "Is this good, babe? Get it, get it." And she's like, "All right, you did it. Leave I me think alone." Was, I think it was Nicole Kidman he was married to then. <laughs> All right, you did it. Leave me alone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and stop beating off to Girl magazine. Those are mine. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is the franchise that jumpstarts my Tom Cruise is the best action here in the last twenty-five years argument. Say which one to do about this film, but the motherfucker got everything from this and this alone. The helicopter scene in the channel is pure fuckery. Riding the shockwaves to land in the back of the train. Stop it. I will let a lot of bullshit slide, but get the fuck out of here. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I don't have many notes on this film. This is one of the few, few exceptions to the rule, and I gotta really go back and think about this where the sequels are better than the first. Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and Fallout blow this film away. This film is fine. It's fine. It does not pass the remote test. Of course, uh, Dan, that's if you ever stumble upon it at any point of the film on cable or whatever, and you drop the remote and go, yep, I'm good for the next half hour, hour, whatever left. Yeah. This is the second or third worst in worst, I use in quotes, in the series some people say two is the worst because of the john woo getting all john woo and yes he does have doves fly out in mission impossible Two. i shit you not uh this film is enjoyable but not memorable i will watch the shit out of four five and six any day of the week one uh, not so much six out of ten it's fine kevin israel the floor is yours
3: Damn, I'm, su- I'm surprised and aroused. That was, that, was, that, was ex- that was an exciting turn of events. I knew I,
2: I, People are going to go, you love it, don't you? I'm like, oh, not
3: this one. One and three
2: are not my favorites. I will, and two is all right. But, oh, I, yeah. was,
3: I was saying to, uh, to Dan during the technical difficulties that, uh, that I was like, I've heard Kevin talk about the franchise, but, and I think I know where he's going to go, but I'm not sure. Um, okay, the plot of this movie. A guy's framed for something. He has to prove he didn't do it. That's the entire plot of the movie. That's it. That's all you need to know. The movie gets very complicated or tries to get very complicated. Just a guy trying to prove his innocence. It's been done a thousand times. The characters in this movie, Ethan, cocky, good looking, wears a leather jacket. <laughs> Basically, he's Maverick. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he has an uncle and a mother. That's all you know about Ethan. <laughs> Jim, he's the bad guy. If you didn't see Jim was the bad guy from the minute they showed him, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. Clearly the bad guy. And he's married to a woman who's way too hot and way too young. And their entire relationship, the idea of their relationship creeped me out. And nobody there was like, like that was he made Tom Cruise makes a joke about the coffee and not about Jim being married to a woman half his age and five points out of his league. That was, they could have at least acknowledged the ridiculousness of that relationship.
2: By the way, they did cut out a scene where Cruz and uh, whatever her name is, Emmanuel, blah blah blah, had a love scene or something, and they cut it out. They go, ah, now they just wanted it out. Yeah, and, uh, supposedly Tom Cruise was gonna uh, was gonna bang her in the, in the original cut,
3: so yeah. I, well, and there was that moment yeah. where she like touches his face, and then and it was like, what would, yeah, so yeah. I, so at least the, they should have kept it in because
4: at least that would have been yeah. the payoff she, she went all
2: she, she went all face off on it with the hand caressing the face like, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i gotta say she didn't seem at any point in this movie at all upset that her husband like got shot on a bridge and fell into the water Well, because she knew he didn't she, you know, she was, under she was on a terrible she, actress but, yeah. but <laughs> that's another point that i forgot to bring up which is that Ethan seems to miss a lot of fucking oh, he's obvious an idiot. clues. <laughs> he gets
2: better by part four in this franchise, guys. He's a very good
4: detective. Apart, not a very five, good detective three. in this one. <laughs> Seven, so, yeah. Continuing with the characters, Ving
3: Rhames, Luther. He's big, strong, imposing, and he's a hacker. The big, the big, strong guy is a hacker. That was I hate in movies when they have these like, and I, I, I was just talking about this with somebody when they introduce this physically imposing person. And at no point does that come into any any play in the movie. Like he should have, he should have beat somebody up or threatened somebody. No, he was the hacker, and and this was in the nineties. Wait, wait, wait. One, hacking, second. One, one second. Do you remember in Bad Boys Three they had the same exact
2: thing happen? Yes.
3: Yes, yeah. yes. It was the same exact thing. But at least they acknowledged there. At least Will Smith's character was like, "Oh, yeah. you're." The, and it was like surprise. Like I respected that because they acknowledged that he looked. And you also don't
0: please don't
2: forget Hugh Jackman in Swordfish. Not huge, but still cut up. Right, right, right. He's he's, he's built better than any asshole who hacks a computer and works at Hot Topic by day.
3: Right. And that (laughs) and that and that brings my point the nineties were so great. Cause you just had to be like, Oh, he's a hacker. And it was like, what does that mean? He's like "Ah, computer stuff. And you were like, okay, And whatever, whatever a hacker needed to do, they could do just because we had no, all we wanted to do was pull up pictures of naked people. Anything more advanced than that was hacking and Franz Franz, whatever his name is, he's French and he's the bad guy. If you thought Franz was going to end up not being the bad guy, you yes. were as big an idiot as not seeing that Jim was also a bad guy. He's clearly bad. Every time they 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 show Franz on film, on camera, he looks like he's about to do something bad. Like he looks, yeah, he right. just, he has that look. <laughs> okay, now this movie is unnecessarily confusing, and there's so much confusing that then confuses what you were trying to figure out. And and Dan, you covered one of the big things, the knock list. There was no consequences to the knock list at least if they showed like a spy getting killed because they discovered the knock list or like how it could have screwed up the international politics there was nothing there was just this list and it takes you halfway through the movie to find out that what that that meant um non-official cover and then they never really even explain what that is you just <laughs> have to go oh this it's just a macguffin it's just the a thing mm-hmm. yeah. you just you just care about it why i don't know yep why did why did Tom Cruise actually put on a makeup and a mask to play the senator when he didn't have to do that for anyone else. They could have literally gotten any old guy to be the senator, but instead they put the horrible ma- makeup on Cruise to make him look like an old guy. But the masks are supposed to be so good that you actually look like like yeah. it just it didn't make sense because the whole time I was just like that's obviously Tom Cruise. It looks like he's wearing mass uh, wax on his
4: face that's melting off. Like so- that was the way. <laughs> and yeah. and what's that? Sorry, I, 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 good did. Were you as confused as I was when, in the scene where Tom Cruise is watching the real senator to like study him so that he can impersonate him? That was Tom Cruise in right. the video. Yes. They, yeah. they you know, say I that got, too. I got really confused that wait, is he watching himself? Like it was so obviously him. There was a, there was a lot, there was
3: a lot of that. The narrative in this movie was was really hard to follow. So, okay, so that so that was the mask and the and the and the mask in this movie, it, it, it's like Deuce Ex maskina like <laughs> like it just it, it, like whatever you need, the mask is going to do for you. Don't ask any questions. It was like the mask. It was like that mask in Total Recall. That yes. Like, don't don't ask any questions. It just works. Just leave it alone. Two and, and weeks the gum the exploding gum had the gum work how does it work does it work by impact does it work by heat does it work by just tom cruise's will and smile what makes the, <laughs> the gum explode i have an answer i have an answer of course you do it was
2: blessed by the scientology church that's how it works that would uh, you know what i would take that as an explanation
3: <laughs> that would at least is something <laughs> then there's then there's the message board he's he starts emailing through which he just you you covered that you you were you were spot on and that was everything that i want to say about it so then he's he's at he's he's having drinks with jim who just showed up after having been shot and he has the realization that it was jim that jim did this but jim is telling him that it was kittrick who was actually the mole but but Tom Cruise has this realization, and I got to tell you, maybe I just wasn't paying attention enough, but at one point, Cruise goes, but why, Jim? And I thought he was saying that because he realized it was Jim, and now it was, the, it was out in the open. And so for the rest of the movie, I thought Cruise, oh, and even the, Cruise did, but I thought it was understood between the two of them that Cruise knew. And that scene played out so badly. That conversation and that explanation and his realization—it was all so messy. And it was supposed to be confusing and surprising, and it was none of those things because it was just like information soup thrown at you. And it was like you figure it out, viewer. And if you don't get it, it's because you're stupid. Because it's a spy movie, and we're smart. And it, oh God, it, 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 it just—it pissed
4: me off so bad. Can I add one thing to that conversation? Uh, when he's lamenting his his state of affairs, when Jim is like, oh, you know, they, they just throw you to the curb, and you're just stuck in this this terrible marriage. You know, going back to how unbelievably hot his wife was, again, Ethan, like, really? You're buying this? That he's, like, upset? Right. Now he's stuck with his wife? <laughs> it's it's like, gorgeous supermodel. It's <laughs> like, what? I
2: Sorry. mean, <laughs> you couldn't figure out the way she looked longingly at fucking Tom Cruise at you know, maybe this Dick's not getting it done anymore.
4: <laughs> maybe. maybe it needs a Tom Cruise mask.
2: Back, back, <laughs> yeah. Back to- she, she puts on a mask of like George
3: Clooney, and he comes out. Aha! I'm John Boyce. <laughs> <laughs> back to back to some Deuce Ex Machina. The video glasses. Like there's no explanation behind them. They have the things on the watches. They have the things on the glasses. He suddenly just puts the glasses on. Shows it's John Voight. The guy happens to look at his phone at that moment and goes, "Oh!" And then everything and that's it. The the whole the whole jig is up. It's all been (laughs) blown. He he blew the top off of this. And I was like, "That's it." That was the whole thing. And like, it's like he rips his mask off and it's John, and he's not John Voight. And then John Voight walks out. And I was just like, go fuck yourself. Really? (laughs) Like, this whole thing. Like, that's just like, if Cruz, he just should have been like, this is fucking ridiculous. Then Voight or Jim kills his wife. And I guess he that, you know, the marriage was all a sham, but nobody ever realized that he doesn't give a shit that he killed her. There's no moment there where that's like where it's either like, oh, fuck yourself. Oh, fuck you. Or like, how could you do that? Like, it's just she she gets shot and dies and that's it. There's no like fuck that. Every character just kind of gets killed and it's like, ah, fuck them. They didn't matter. Let's just get (laughs) to the point of this movie. You just want to see the helicopter almost eat Tom Cruise. That's what you're waiting for. And we're getting there. Relax. Uh this movie has three action scenes in it. It has the break-in, it has the fish tank that explodes, and then it has the train helicopter scene. The train scene was kind of cool, but then we saw them do it again in The Wolverine, which while not a great movie, the train scene was much better than this. The and the the helicopter flying through the the shot off the tunnel is just batshit crazy. Like, right. Like he's not even sweating well. like at least if it made it look hard you know yeah. how impossible that would be <laughs> But he, and he's just like do 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 and then he's able to like control the rotors to the point they should have at least made it made it made a big deal out of how good of a pilot he was they're just like he's a helicopter pilot okay cuz any helicopter pilot can do that shit right wait
2: one point I forgot he- to bring up one point one point one point remember when he's chasing fucking John Voigt on the top of the train and cruises this Oh, the jacket's in the way. And he takes the jacket and then rips it off and it flies past Boy, And then he goes, oh, wait, but Cruz isn't done. He goes, oh, no, no, no. Let me give another clue. To let him know that I'm here, in case in case he goes, that must have been a bird, right? No, 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 no. Let me take my tie off and then throw it up there too. Fuck this tie. I, what, what happened to the belt? Why not the belt? Why we're we at it? Why not the change in your fucking pockets or your car key? Fuck it. Let it all fly out. It was.
4: Yeah, uh,
3: Ethan, why are you naked? <laughs> it was all holding me back. It was too much wind resistance. Um, and by the way, I feel really bad for the guy who got poisoned and then lost his job. Yeah. He you really not do anything wrong. And then they're like, just make him go. He needs to work in a satellite station in Alaska. He's like, fuck you, I just threw up for an hour. <laughs> now you're saying like I did your security system sucked. I did my job, douchebag. <laughs> Anyhow, this movie is a basic plot wrapped around an overly overly complicated narrative full of one dimensional characters who are all incredibly predictable. None of this was surprising. Every like, even Max, like, and and nobody's built up to anything. There's nobody matters. Like Max is this, I, I, the, she's British and she's a bad guy who wants to. Sell why N- nothing's explained, and it's not a matter of. And I say this a lot in this podcast. Like I don't need everything spoon fed to me. But if you're going to set up something, there needs to be some explanation as to why I should care. Make me care. Uh, and you're right, Dan. A, a twist isn't a twist if there's no foreshadowing. If, the, if you should be able to go back and go, oh, I didn't, I see that, I didn't right. see that because they didn't do anything. It's lazy screenwriting. Yeah. It's just going, you missed it. Well, it's a spy movie, dummy, and like don't like don't talk down to me because you wrote a shitty script. This movie does have an maybe two iconic scenes in it. The the, the you're right, Kev. The scene where he drops down when he catches his sweat—that's fucking brilliant. It's mm-hmm. such a great moment, and even and I and I know what's going to happen, but I still held my breath while it was happening. But the rest of this movie is dog shit. And the fact that this and the fact that this led to Tom Cruise being, as Kevin said, the greatest action hero of recent times is bananas. I don't know. I think I've seen the other. I think I've seen all of them. Mission Impossibles. None of them stick in my head. And I don't know why. The only thing I remember is is uh, is is Henry Cavill going like this before the fight fallout that was awesome i love Fallout, and, and that was a great fight in the bathroom i can't remember any of the other movies I, I saw this movie in the theater and then i think i saw it one more time before i rewatched. and i don't remember anything about this movie i didn't i had no idea what anything and that's a bad sign when you can't remember anything yeah. this movie and I'll, I'll have to go back and watch, re-watch the other movies because i'm sure that like kev said they, they've got better this movie is just crap It's just crap laid on top of crap with a couple cool scenes. And Tom, this proves that Tom Cruise has the charm and the pure will to carry a shitty movie on his back and fool us all into going, Oh, that was a cool movie. That wasn't, it was, terrible it was bad writing it was bad characters It was bad plot development and it was and then it just tells us we're stupid because we didn't get your shitty ass movie i'm sorry i'll never watch this movie again and uh i'm dana but i'm glad you made me watch it because now i can tell everybody how bad this movie is i give this movie a three (laughs) god damn it all right five and a half (laughs) oh did you just take it down to point and a half Well, do you give it a six? I give it a six, yeah. Oh, you give it a six, okay.
2: It's, (laughs) wow. I get, I get everything you say. And that's why I said it's like my third, it's in the bottom for sure. It's not, it doesn't hold up. There there are two good scenes and the, cat. yeah, I I didn't, when I can barely sit there and go, what's, what, what, who, why? And there there are no stakes. There's no one set up, no reasoning for anyone to have fear for any of these characters yeah and by the
3: way i was i was confused at the end of it and then i was angry that i was confused because i was like i was paying attention because some of these movies when i've seen them a few times i don't always pay full attention on rewatch but i was like i fucking paid attention to this movie and then i (laughs) went and reread the plot explanation on wikipedia and i was like i that was all there it was just told
4: so badly i you know a movie this it reminds me of like uh uh pirates of the caribbean (laughs) I should be able to. This is a fucking pirate movie. Like, it doesn't need to have 37,000 turns. It makes no sense. But did you guys laugh out loud as I did when he pulls off the gym mask at the end? Like, where did that come from? Exactly. Exactly where did he have in that? the because later one and in the,
2: in the later ones they do show them making the mass and getting prepared to use that's why Thank again God. they're there they do that that is definitely addressed in the later ones i agree i tell you, you laughed at that you know what part i laughed at is when fucking voight shoots himself with a blanket he has a blood spun and he's like falling on the side it's like laughing as he falls i start laughing too I go,
3: oh jesus christ really I fell for this before. Oh, Shit.
4: Ethan!
3: Oh, yeah. oh, Ethan! Ethan! It was the worst fake orgasm <laughs> it was ever.
4: So bad.
3: <laughs> and she shoots up right the, the very beginning when she shoots the guy with the spray to mark him. I go, this guy didn't feel like mist
2: on his neck. Like, what the fuck was that? Is someone yeah. spitting on me from the top of the balcony. Yeah, <laughs> five and a, five and a half. Final rating. Yeah, uh, it's it's yeah. All right, let's see who those people we love to make fun of every week have to think about this one, Kevin Israel. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. The first installment in the popular film franchise set the tone for what would be a consistently exciting series, parentheses, that dopey MI2 aside. And, uh, that's it. That's what he said. (laughs) be on my two aside okay. <laughs> there are some standout action sequences, and that's what really makes it worth a look back.
3: That's a five star review. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Again, another reason why fallout is so good. If you thought like the the train sequence, or forget that, let's use the uh, the vault sequence. There are five or six of those a plus level sequences in fallout. That's why. It's fucking bonkers.
3: Was Jeremy Renner in later Mission Impossible?s He was in Ghost Protocol. He was in one of them. He was in four. And Baldwin is he was like a... a
2: super soldier. No, he's another. Yeah. I, he's another IMF agent. And Baldwin was in a few of them too. By the way, Alec Baldwin. That's right. Didn't, yeah. Didn't <laughs>
3: shoot a gun. Didn't shoot a gun in any them. Thank God. Oh, and by the way, that I'm sorry. That was my. That was my one last point. Tom Cruise doesn't get into a single fight or suit a shingle. He's the, for an action hero, he doesn't kick any ass. And the one fight he gets into John Voight, an old man kicks his ass. <laughs> That's the guy I'm rooting for.
2: Or, or you, or you forgot when he's kind of, you know, play fighting with John Reno and he pushes his hand with, has the knife against the wall and go, wait a minute. I know that knife, right?
4: Okay. <laughs> I love that. The guy's got the, the uh, pay, the, uh, the high tech assassin has one knife. Yeah. It's my lucky knife. This is a knife I kill people with. By the way, how is how is arms not
2: on fire for holding a? let's just say it is a buck sixty five? How how long can you hold someone in the air for without moving them for eh, that long? I mean, I don't give a shit if you're fucking Arnold and his prime. What are you gonna hold them for?
4: And how did forty five like, seconds, seconds max? max? Pulleys, Kevin. Pulleys. Super fast. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And when he's like, all of a sudden, like whoop. Oh that was easy. Well what happened in the noise part? What
2: happened in the noise part where you couldn't make any noise? Toast. Toast. What used to be an IMF team <laughs> effort turned into another star vehicle for Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. That's true. Mission Impossible helps us remind helps remind us why the 90s were such a powerhouse decade for movies. Great movies, excuse me. All right. It's silly, but expertly rendered and ridiculously exhilarating, which is exactly what De Palma does best.
3: I want to ask this guy, what do you mean by rendered? What do you mean? You're just saying a fancy fucking word, asshole.
2: Uh, (laughs) And what does Brian De Palma do best that's ridiculously exhilarating? We're waiting. (laughs) Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star one-star reviews. The Palmas film has some stunning sequences, but the film so betrayed the spirit of the original TV series by betraying the spirit and integrity of a formerly unimpeachable character that the entire project smelled of cynicism. <laughs> La- Have at them, boys. <laughs> what a queef. That guy was betrayed. The spirit and the integrity were the true. You know what's You know what's what's impeachable? This asshole's opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Here's my favorite one. Humorless, charmless, and flat. And I say to this guy, much like your mother's ass. mm." (laughs) It's a mission De Palma shouldn't have chosen to accept. No. Whoop, whoop, there it is.
3: He wrote that and he had a boner the whole time.
2: Yeah. yeah again, another self-satisfying smirk where he leaned yeah. back in his chair, cracked his knuckles, pushed his keyboard forward and went, ah, nailed it. Yeah.
3: My mission is done here.
2: <laughs> An incredibly boring and confusing espionage thriller. So inept on so many levels that it could have easily been called the bonfire of the secret agents.
3: I don't know if I would say it was boring. I don't think it was boring. No.
2: No. I, I'll give it that. It kept so, moving. Starts with a whimper, and you guessed it, self-destructs. Kafooey! There's the other one, fellas! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Those two guys were jerking each other. Uh, each other. <laughs> oh,
2: they were elephant walking all over their one-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn, left and right. Yours was
3: better. No, yours was better. No, yours was better.
2: Uh Oh, was it good? Let's go hold hands and go to an Arcade Fire concert now. (laughs) Amazon five-star reviews. Amazon five-star reviews. Is there a place for time-proven methods and principles in today's society? This is the message that is part of the subtext of Mission Impossible, the film deals with a changing world and how people cannot always change with the world around them. Sometimes the, the decisions have to be made to lead people to new careers, while some people some people are able to adapt to the changing world within their lives. Signed, Doctor Phil's Ghostwriter. What words? <laughs> uh, this God. is this is like if Ralph Wiggum. I, I got a degree in American literature. <laughs> Me fail English. That's impossible. Uh, it's important to note that this is a different, this is different in the genre from later films in the MI franchise. They're great too, but they are more action focused and plot focused too. Wow. Tom Cruise never fires a gun in this movie, which is a, which is a sign of how much it leans toward the spy slash thriller side and away from the action. If I could really if I could only recommend one Mission Impossible movie, it still might be Fallout. But that's because that movie is so next level good. Anybody who missed this would be doing a disservice to themselves.
4: Wow, am I doing my, a disservice to myself by not seeing that? Should I, I fa- give it a chance. Fallout
2: is so fucking good, and I tell you why. You have to watch it. Let me think of which one it is. The third one. Yeah, the third one ties in with Fallout. They do have a uh, they they cross back with, but Fallout is. Okay fucking great i love it
4: cruise i'll give you another shot
2: and three i don't like three but three you can argue had philip seymour hoffman is a monster villain in this he's probably Uh, one of the best villains but the plot i fucking hated and the action was just like yeah tom cruise may be a whack job in real life but he's a great actor does all his own stunts which is incredible
3: he did break his leg
2: he breaks every bone in every film he does. In Fallout, he was jumping across roofs in Germany, yeah. roofs in Germany, and shattered his ribs. Uh, he in the last why? one too, the new one. Yeah.
4: Why? Why do you think he does that?
3: To make page six, duh. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's crazy. Honestly, I think it's because he's crazy. Right now, as Adam Crowe says, Tom Cruise
2: is running in place and doing push-ups in between takes. That's how much of a fucking perfectionist <laughs> he is. He would be exhausting to be around. Oh, he's, he's always on. Nice. Everyone yeah. says he's the nicest guy in the world. He's always on. Great for young people. Great action without tons of horrible death scenes and graphic language. Signed, Paris Hilton. <laughs> the first of the Tom Cruise trilogy is always the best for one reason. It feels just like the original TV series. Plot twists that would make M. Night Shyamalan crap his trousers. Great acting all around and even the subtle details that previous viewers will likely smack themselves we not seeing or hearing the first time. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> I went on record on our episode of The Sixth Sense. I smelled that shit out in the goddamn theater in 1999 that that was wow. that he was dead. Thank you very
4: much. Did you, uh, did you get the crying game?
2: I never saw the crying
4: game. <laughs> oh.
2: Because I heard about the
4: dicks. I go, that's yeah. okay. And so I, everybody told me
3: about it, and I was like, well, now I don't need to see it. I feel like that's all there was to the movie. <laughs>
2: I, uh, Amazon one star reviews. reviews. Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. Amazon
4: one star reviews. It was a beautiful one. Yeah, it was. It's worth watching.
2: I'll it's take cool. your word for it. I stop. <laughs> we get a soundbite. It was a beautiful penis. We'll play that over <laughs> and over. <laughs> I stopped watching about 15 minutes or so, so I can't speak to the movie as a whole, but what I saw was bad. Just a lot of blatant, <laughs> just a lot of blatant exposition. In 15 minutes, they fucking kill Emilio Estevez and everybody else in 15 minutes. Jesus Christ. This is a, saying things that characters would never realistically say because the audience needs information and the writers can't come up with a subtle way to communicate it. And let's have a little five-second scene where the team teases each other and laughs together because that's supposed to make us care when they are killed, even though we just met these people and there has been no actual character development and no opportunity for the audience to connect. Who wrote this review? Dave Portnoy from Barstool. All right, everybody, 15 minutes. Everybody knows the rules. That's it. (laughs) An action packed movie ruined by actor cursing God. Has anyone ever walked out of a movie saying, Wow, that would have been so much better if they'd have used God's name profanely? Totally unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know about you fellas. I need to hear at least three goddamn otherwise I drop that score at half a point. I'm a...
3: <laughs> serious uh, damn it, I agree with you. <laughs>
2: uh, I was watching Mission Impossible last night for free, but fell asleep. <laughs> you know where I'm going. I wanted to watch, I wanted to finish watching it. I wanted to finish watching it today. Bad, bad uh, grammar there. But today, now it costs money. Why? I say, Welcome to the metaverse, pal. <laughs> $3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one. Hey, we want to have a credit since we
3: have this for free in Prime. <laughs> Customer service is reading the reviews. I (laughs) know.
2: And last but not least, Tom Cruise makes love with a bullet train and everyone has a rubber mask. F the Mission Impossible series. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Look, he doesn't hump. Go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. That's like, like, describe a movie badly. (laughs) Yes. Oh, perfect. Perfect analogy.
2: He doesn't hump the train like some comics hump the stool, dickhead. By the way, if he hates rubber masks, he's going to hate the Halloween and Scream franchises big time. <laughs> uh, Kevin Israel, did Dan Bova gut the sacred cow? Yeah, he did. I'm <laughs> just going to
3: leave it at that. Wow! I look, I, I, I. I yeah, no, I agreed with everything Dan said. Uh, KG lowered his score by half a point. I, yeah, Dan, you did it. Congratulations, well, you boy, did. Thank you.
2: You did. If I lower my score, it was, a, it was a nice code gutting on both your part. I'll give you two, uh, some credit as well, Kevin Israel. But yeah, uh, I, I went to this going, wait a minute. I like Mission Impossible. This is good. This is going to be tough. And I go, oh boy, this is
4: the only thing some worst- to say for Mr. Tom Cruise is this movie came out when I, I just graduated college. And I look at myself in this little window of the Zoom call, and I'm like, my God, you've aged poorly. But that Tom Cruise, man, he still looks good. So I get Hey, give
2: Dan, him that. Man, Dan, maybe it's time for a rubber mask for me from 1996, then.
3: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, in fairness, Tom Cruise has access to all the best GH in the world and plastic surgery. So don't hold it, don't hold yourself too hard.
4: Well, that's the thing. I do too. And this is the best. I can. <laughs>
2: I guess the good doctors are not up in Westchester. Okay.
4: That's right. That's right.
2: Stop going to, stop going to Groupon doctors. You cheap son of a bitch. (laughs) Dan, where can we find you? What are you up to again? Tell the good folks.
4: Uh, I'm over at uh, entrepreneur.com. Please uh, give the old podcast, get a real job. a Listen, maybe these two characters will be on it soon. Talking about how they uh, run their little gig here. And uh, yeah, it's got all kinds. I just talked to David Cross, Lots of like funny people talking about like the business of what they do. So it's kind of cool. Nice. I think.
2: David Cross and here we are, Kevin Israel, two chasms in comedy. Yeah, well. (laughs) We're working on it, aren't we? I think we are. Kevin Israel, how about yourself? What are you up to?
3: KevinIsrael.com for upcoming dates. Check out my album, The Struggle Is Real, and make sure to leave us a five-star rating, four-star rating. What's it? Five, 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 five-star. I couldn't remember how many stars is tops. Leave us a six-star rating. <laughs> Fuck it, six stars uh, on your podcast platform of choice and a quick review. We love reading your kind words. Kevin likes to uh, likes to highlight them on social media. So if you write something nice, you might get featured on social media, and that's a win-win for everybody.
2: You bet your ass, we will. KevinGotee.com for the shenanigans, guttingthesacredcow.com, and oh my God, are we happy to announce we're in the metaverse. We are! and the joke clubhouse, or joke, I should probably look that up, in the joke comedy room on the metaverse. Go check it out. Dave Arenas put a cool-ass little thing on the metaverse where you can watch comedy shows in there. So when you're done watching porn with a virtual reality helmet on, you can come check us out and give us a looky-loo. So check us out in the metaverse. And of course... If you want to email us to hang out and advertise on our podcast, guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com, or just come on by and say hello. That's the gist. So Dan, as much as loathsome as we are to give Bill Schultz credit, he does nothing but invite great friends of his to come on over. And uh, everyone has batted a thousand our books. So uh, yay. Thank you, Bill Schultz. Awesome job, Dan. And uh, uh, you did a fantastic job. And uh, we'll, well, thank you, it.
4: but just the the... Putting me in the the Bill Schultz friend pile leaves me feeling like I need a shower. Well, you should go uh, take
3: a shower, like in the Crying Game.
4: Yeah, <laughs> but with your, uh, with, your,
2: with your with your pretty penis too,
4: as
3: you I stated. I there, there is <laughs>
4: This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for uh, forcing me to watch this terrible movie yet again. You chose you it. Yourself we didn't, to we didn't you force did it you.
2: <laughs> I love when they, I love when the guests try and pin it on us, Kevin. Like you fucking miss no motherfuckers. Yeah. You yeah. chose these films. We just uh, acquiesced to your are Nearly the vehicle. oh by the way that's joke community on the uh, metaverse kevin goatee for kevin israel and dan boba thank you so much again we'll see you all next time take care aloha